and Toolman, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Yes, welcome to Sports Day WA. You're with Peter Vlahos. Great to have your company. Thanks to Mardo. Uh, of course, Hayes not well today, but hopefully he'll return uh, tomorrow between 3 and 5 here on SENWA. You can join us anytime on the Tempera Bedshed text machine 0487 736 736. Of course, Bedshed are the experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. You can check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. And the program is brought to you by the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. Footy's back. Uh, the first of fourth-year players returned to training today. Uh, we heard from the West Coast Eagles, and uh, Steve Allen in the run home was down at the Eagles training. Quite a few of the senior players actually rocked up. And uh, very shortly, we'll speak to Craig O'Donoghue from the West Australian who watched the Dockers go through their paces today and a bit of news coming out of there. But for the good oil for Cobram Estate, Premium Australian extra virgin olive oil, I suppose the big late story that uh, broke this afternoon is that uh, the Perth Glory is back on the market after its highly touted sale to a Melbourne-based property group fell through at the final hurdle. As we know, in July, it was announced Perth Glory would be placed into receivership. Last month, it was announced the club would be sold to a Melbourne-based property group. And today, that deal is now off after the consortium failed to fulfil key elements of the deal. Uh, In a statement, the APL, uh, which governs the competition, said the purchase had been terminated after the group failed to satisfy key elements of the deal. It said the club would remain with administrators, Cordamentha, which would now renew talks with other parties previously linked to a potential sale and Cordamentha has so far declined to comment. We'll have more on that a bit later on. Uh, For Cobram Estate, the big story breaking this afternoon, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. So we will be going with the top five and then we'll speak to Craig O'Donoghue uh, after the break. Okay, so Craig O'Donoghue from the West Australia coming up after the break. But let's have a look at the top five at five and it's all brought to you by Novus Autoglass. There's a uh, one near you. All you need to do is call 13 22 34. The top five stories across the weekend from the last 24 to 48 hours. Let's roll through them right now. Number five. Yeah, I think it's always challenging when you when you lose a piece of the puzzle, but um, you know we have a bit of a mentality here that, that one goes and one comes in. So um, we full faith in the guys coming through and, and everyone in the group that um, you know we can find that that missing piece of the puzzle and move on as quick as we can and get going. Speaking of under 18s former teammate of yours in Harley Reid could be coming west. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Is that exciting if that happens? Oh, yeah, super exciting. I think it's just super exciting to get any any youth into the into the list at the moment. I think us young boys, we're obviously all, as you touched on, all great mates, and if we can continue to grow that, that friendship group, I think it'll be super exciting. So whether it's Harley or anyone else, um, yeah, I'm super excited to get some more young boys. Yeah, and first you heard from Josh Tracy. Uh, no doubt we'll need to step up next season as a key forward. He was at Frio training today, uh, speaking there about Lockie Schultz, who was a departure 
from the Fremantle Dockers uh, during the trade period. And as we know, Lockie Schultz now will be wearing the Magpies colours in 2024. So he's talking about the departure of Lockie Schultz and how he'll need to step up after, of course, losing Rory Lobb also last season, uh, losing a couple of key forwards. Uh, a lot of importance now on Josh to fill the void. And Noah Long at the West Coast Eagles was put up today, talking about Harley Reid. And it looks like the West Coast Eagles are likely to land Harley Reid with their potential number one draft pick, which happens next Monday. And a few of the senior players also rolled up to the West Coast today, the likes of Alan, Barras, Waterman, Shee, Duggan, Cripps, McGovern, Petricelli, Witherden, Cole, Williams, Jones, Rotham, Elliot Yo, they all joined in with their younger teammates today. As I mentioned, we'll get a full update from Craig O'Donoghue on how the Dockers went uh, a little later on. Number four. So the Crows and Melbourne will open the round on Thursday night at the Adelaide Oval. Brisbane Lions playing North Melbourne in a twilight fixture on the Friday before Port Adelaide and Essendon play in a blockbuster Friday night clash. The Adelaide Oval will then host a doubleheader on Saturday as Fremantle and Carlton battle it out in the afternoon before the Western Bulldogs play Geelong in the evening. The West Coast Eagles and Sydney Swans will match up on Saturday afternoon before the Suns and the Giants play the early game on Sunday. St Kilda face Richmond on Sunday afternoon. The action will then return to Adelaide Oval for a twilight match for the final game of Gather Round, where the reigning Premier's Collingwood will take on Hawthorne. So that was announced by, as we know, uh, the brand-new CEO of uh, the AFL in uh, Ash Dillon. So you look at it, Thursday, April the 4th, it gets underway, uh, and it runs through Friday, also Saturday and then Sunday, all the games, of course, in Adelaide spread through the Adelaide Oval. Uh, Norwood Oval will take part. And Mount Barker in the Adelaide Hills will also uh, be part of the gather around April next year. The Eagles play at Mount Barker, while the Dockers play Carlton at the Adelaide Oval. And gather round announcement in uh, South Australia with Andrew Dillon, of course, the new CEO. Coming in at number four. Number three. Trying to give it inside. It's work to Raheem Sterling against his old club. Alvarez has got around the outside. This is Haaland. Manchester City score 90 seconds after the restart. Rodri, it's deflected in. Rodri might just have won it. Guys, uh, if we, people respect what we have done, we come here for you know for uh, to win zero seven. That is, uh, this is not going to happen. Important is going to national break, top of the league. I couldn't expect after Arsenal game when we lost and uh, we are qualified for the Champions League. We are top of the league. Where we come from, uh, wow, that is really really good. And now rest. Hopefully they can bad feet and the next games that they are really really tough. Probably the game of the season so far in the EPL. That's Pep Guardiola, the manager of Manchester City, talking there. And Cole Palmer held his nerve to dispatch a stoppage time penalty for Chelsea, joining Raheem Sterling and scoring against his former employers, Manchester City, in an astonishing 4-4 draw. Uh, Chelsea uh, had lost the past six editions of this fixture without scoring a goal, but came from behind three times to earn a point against Guardiola's side, who edged back in front of Arsenal and Liverpool at the top of the Premier League table. Number two. Into the gap. A hundred for Mitch Marsh. A fine knock. 
his second ton of this World Cup. Teammates are on their feet, crowd are on their feet, and the big boy from Western Australia has done a fine job for his country. That's gone. Lofted away over square leg. A ninth six to Mitch Marsh. Yeah, it feels great. Um, probably had a few games in the middle of the tournament where I lost my intent, so um, yeah, it's really good to sort of learn quickly and back myself. I'm probably going to fail a few times, but um, yeah, hopefully I come up more than I don't. I'm sure my nana and mum and all the family will be watching at home, so hopefully it's put a smile on their face. Um, yeah, my pop was a, a great man and uh, they celebrated his life um, yesterday afternoon. Um, I'm sure they probably had a few beers too, so um, yeah, it was nice to um, be able to perform for the family, but just good to get a win. Yeah, well done, Mitch. 177 against Bangladesh. Uh, flying visit back to pay his respects to his family and, of course, his late grandfather, in Ross before being told basically by his nana and members of the family that Pop would have wanted you back in the subcontinent, wearing the Australian colours and doing what you do best, of course, flaying the bat. And he did that against Bangladesh with uh, conviction, scoring 177. Well done, Mitch Marsh. Number one. Well, number one is uh, Nadra, no doubt the story today about Perth Glory back on the market after its uh, highly touted sale to a Melbourne-based property group fell through to the final hurdle. I believe, and this is only what I am led to believe, that uh, the new consortium, which was that Melbourne-based property group, paid around $15 million for the licence to the Perth Glory. And as part of the deal, I believe there needed to be a first-up payment to the Australian professional leagues, who, of course, run the A-League competition, and there may have been an issue with that. So then the statement came out that the AAPL said the purchase had been terminated after the group failed to satisfy key elements of the deal. So now the administrators, Cordamentha, which uh, will need to go and talk to other interested parties. There were seven bidders for the Perth Glory licence after it was relinquished from Tony Sage. But one thing I just can't get is how this... And it was supposed to settle, I believe, on the 8th of November. So it was surprising that we got to the 13th of November today and there still was no word about the... Basically, the takeover, where on November 8th, they were going to take control of it, uh, this group... But what's happened here is that they came over. I spoke to, when it was announced, I spoke to one of the partners right here on this program, John Nekic, who was announced as the Glory's new chairman and said his priorities would be to improve its facilities and re-engage with the community. So he came out to Perth as well, and so did his partner. They were introduced to the Perth Glory administration they were toured around the Perth Glory facilities to Optus Stadium and basically were introduced to the wider community. Why did this all happen prior or after, prior to this, certainly the day today? I just thought, why go through all this expectation? Everybody thought the deal was done and all of a sudden at the 11th hour today, they said that the sale has not gone through. Shouldn't that have been ratified first? Shouldn't have everything been ticked off first before these individuals were paraded to the broader community here in Perth and uh, Western Australia? To me, it's very bizarre. It was uh, poorly um, handled, in my opinion, and now 
uh, I feel for the administration, the players, everybody connected with the Perth Glory, that they've got to go back to the drawing board and we'll see what happens regarding the next owner for the Perth Glory Football Club. The top five at five uh, brought to you by our friends at uh, Novus Auto Glass. Don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Auto Glass 13 22 34. We'll speak uh, to Craig O'Donoghue from the West Australian next. Look forward to having a chat to him about uh, what happened at Fremantle today. Pre-season training commenced for the West Coast Eagles and the Fremantle Dockers. We covered the West Coast Eagles in the run home. Uh, Let's find out how the Dockers uh, scrubbed up today, uh, some of the details on who actually was on the track and what was the general talk down at Coburn. Craig O'Donoghue comes up next here on Sports Day WA, thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre, serving WA for over 45 years.